You're listening to the Soul Ties Podcast with Kenyon and Takar Martin, counselors and authors of Journey to Freedom, The Soul Ties Detox. We bring awareness to toxic relationships, encourage singles growth, and improve couple strengthening. We specialize in repairing the people that relationships broke. And this year, our goal is to see 10,000 hearts healed from toxic relationships. Join us every week on Facebook Live, Wednesdays at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. You can also send your questions to Instagram at AskTheMartins and Twitter at AskTheMartins. And for more information on the 10,000 Heart Healed Initiative, booking information, or our services, visit thesoultiesdetox.com. Now, let's get get into today's today's episode. Because we have been having so much fun with this series with y'all. Absolutely. So here's the thing. What happened was uh, we got a letter a little bit ago. Let me make sure I'm on the right one here. I, I think I'm. I think I missed one here. That is okay. We got a letter a little bit ago that said, "Hey, listen. Um, I want to know what you what you think about the love, love languages. languages." Yeah. And it just so happens that. In the work that we do, while we have used love languages and, and, and the idea of the five love languages to help boost and support relationships, and the and the and the work that we do in healing people after broken relationships, right. after relationships have broken them. So we're dealing a lot with singles and a lot with divorcees who are also single, of course. Um, what we've been doing is actually sharing this as a part of an entire uh, package, actually. Um, to to help people discover themselves, yeah, and at the same time, not only helping them identify and understand their love language, but how to protect their love language so that they are not vulnerable to people who are willing to misuse it, yeah. people uh, who are many, willing to abuse them, people who are willing to use them, and people people who are willing to exploit them through um, what they like, basically. Yes. So the five love languages. Just just to knock out the, the basic description, it's from a book by Gary Chapman. If you've never read the book, I mean, there's a billion of them now. But the main, pro, the main one was the five love languages. And he laid out five love languages. We all respond or express love in all these different ways. We all speak to some degree all of these languages. But one or two of them... Uh, are our preference. Now, when we say preference, what we mean is these are what we naturally respond to. These are what we naturally connect with. Right. And um, and we do this unconsciously. So what happens is if someone begins to speak your love language as they begin to get to know you, you know, you get the you get the butterflies in the stomach. Right, you right. get the all oh, ooh girl type thing going on, but you're really not mes- understanding what that is. What did they do? Where did they hit it? What was that spot? And so the idea. I'm gonna need you to just, stop using all these innuendos. I was like, baby, we're gonna get canceled <laughs> off of Facebook. Stop that. <laughs> well, that's not that, that. I did not mean that, y'all. But 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 emotionally, that's what it is. And so each one of us have those. And if we don't pay attention and discern what that is about us, we can miss a lot of red flags. We can find ourselves in bad places. We can find ourselves uh, um, undone, if you will. We can find ourselves being counseled and guided by Kenyon and Dakar Martin from brokenness and broken relationship. Yes. So we want to use this as preventative medicine. Yes. As a service to you. So, as, as we throw this at you so that you don't have to really spend a lot of money with hours with us. All right. So 
now. <laughs> like, we don't want your money. Like, we are the first people who say, listen, we don't want your money. We want you to be healed and whole. Absolutely. That's the goal. That's the goal. We, but we got to eat. So now, <laughs> here's the deal. Yesterday, we did receiving gifts. If you missed receiving gifts, I implore you to go back mm -hmm. and watch it. Because if you don't go back and watch it, you're going to miss it. And you'll just have to catch it on iTunes or SoundCloud. Right. Uh, today, we're going to talk about physical touch. Now, we... We kind of left it up to you now. If you know your love language, fantastic. Stay tuned yeah. because you also want to know someone else's love language or you want to make sure that you can help other people around you. Mm -hmm. um, if you don't know your love language, we made it real easy for you. All right. What we did was we have a link. Don't go there now. Go there after the, the uh, broadcast. We have a link that you click on and then you and we'll show you. It, it'll take you to our page. Right. And you'll begin the process of taking a small quiz that will give you your love language. Yes. Um, Takara. Uh, was was great gracious enough to do all the work for you so you don't have to wander around Gary Chapman's website and figure out what do I do here these are specifically for single people yes okay yes we want you to understand that so we did all that for you guys all right right and so we know there's a husband and wife um, somebody said that they're tuning in with their husband um, on this um, the love languages are all about, you know, a lot of times it's taught in a couple environment. What we're going to talk about here is going to help you better understand how your love language affects you. So while it's not necessarily for couples, it still is some great insight into your love language. But um, for people who are out there dating and just got people accessing them from every which way, we're trying to set up some uh, healthy boundaries for them so they don't have their love language misused and abused out there in these dating streets. There it is. There it is. And then we'll, we'll I think, uh, we came, if, if enough couples come up and they say, well, we want something, we will step yeah, into that. We, we will. will definitely. We will talk to some couples about we, we've it. We've done yeah. that. We've done that with premarital and we've done that with regular marital counseling. But right now for this series, just hang on tight. Listen to what we got to say. We'll help you out. All yeah. right. Today we're on physical touch. Mm -hmm. ah. <laughs> Listen, what is physical touch? Physical this touch. Right <laughs> physical touch is a love language. This is the language that shows and responds to affection via uh, via the sentiment of physical touch we're not talking about sex i know everybody runs to sex because we're we're in a sex driven culture but that's not it these people have a personal space that um that they value their personal space is their world their personal space is their thought bubble have right. you ever seen cartoons or comic books where you have people who talk and those are thought bubbles, and then the words are put in the in the bubbles. Right, right. Well, these bubbles surround these people's personal space, and they speak with their hands. So they can't when they show concern, they don't just show concern; they show concern. Yeah. When they when they um, when they give you hugs, they give some of the best hugs. Yes. Okay. Um, intimately, they're they're great, but they're speaking and expressing themselves with physical touch right and this is just this is so important for, because for those who use this love language if this is you touch convey creates and conveys a comfort it creates uh it gives you security it shows you accept and accept accept <laughs> acceptance yes and openness all right 
I'm tripping over my words That's here. Okay, my bad. Baby. That's okay, baby. That's okay. He's going to um, physically touch his wife. Rabasha. <laughs> but the idea is, is that physical connection is like um, completing a circuit. If you know anything about electricity, when you switch on a light, it completes a circuit. There is an energy mm-hmm. about physical connection. And it really, really, it just turns them on when, it when it's allowed. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Because it shows... It, it gives you so much. It gives you security. Like, um, I, I can I share that? That that's yeah. Okay. That that um, that is Takara's primary. Is it your primary or secondary? Primary. That's Takara's primary of love language. And so at night, just to fall asleep, she has to touch me. <laughs> I do. I mean, it's, it 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 could be just by the on the arm. Mostly, or it's on like I've foot. got like my leg just like straight like across him, or like there's something I have to touch him. To fall asleep. Right. So it's more than just sexual advances and sexual information. But because this is your love language, you are, number one, you're physically sensitive to affection. Mm-hmm. Okay. Any, any kind of physical affection, you're extra sensitive to it. But you're also sensitive to physical rejection. Yes. Someone turns their back on you. Someone decides not to be there for you. Someone um, stiff arms you. Um, yeah. Gives you the cold shoulder. But physically. Or... I mean, it, but it also feels like rejection if you are with someone who does not understand yeah. that physical touch is your love language. And so when you're trying to get that from them, it's it, it's a form of rejection if they do not reciprocate or give you what it is that you're asking for. Absolutely. Even if they're not rejecting you per se, them not understanding and refusing to do that right. feels like rejection also. Absolutely, absolutely. For you married folks, those cold, lonely nights when you're trying to get you some, and it don't come through. If you, if love, if love language is, you, if your love language is physical touch, and fellas, all of our love languages are not physical touch. M- many of our love languages lies in our pride. So you know, but we, but because we're sexual creatures, we might think so. Right. But if your love language is physical touch, it will hurt a spouse. And it hurts us just regularly Yeah. Uh, when someone doesn't like when our child doesn't give us a hug and you notice that your child had a bad day and you try to give them a hug and they don't. You feel really sad for your child. Yeah. I mean, it really affects you. OK, um, there's also a physical energy that comes off of you. And we'll talk about that a little bit later. But it's almost it's kind of kinetic because it causes people to connect with you without actually touching you but there's a there's there's just this energy about you that surrounds you and we'll talk about the dangers in that yes Uh, was that where you was going yes okay we'll talk about that in a little bit later yes and then what means the most to you if if, uh, physical touch is your love language what means the most to you is accessibility Mm -hmm. and their presence yes does that make sense? Uh-huh. Am I hitting on it? You are. And I'm just, I know I got something to say, but I know you're going to point it out later. So I'm trying to hold my peace <laughs> and let the Lord find my back. Like, but I've got like something to say. Oh, I, I know wait. you got some, I know you got yeah. some good stuff because, because this is her love language. She'll be able to speak to it from an angle that is going to be outside of uh, the counseling room or outside of, you know, just a bunch of knowledge thrown at you. She, she'll be able to yeah, speak experience. to it from a personal experience. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, how do we get access to you? If you... If love language is, if your love language is physical touch, how do we get access to you? Um, here's the thing. Quiet is kept. Just because a person's love language is physical touch, it doesn't mean that they want to be touched all the time. So that's, go ahead, babe. <laughs> well, and, and here's the thing. For, and I know, and I'll speak for me. 
Physical touch is absolutely my love language. That is what I've been saying, our gateway drug. That is my gateway drug is physical touch, right? Mm-hmm. And so, but... For those of us who, I'm sorry, honey, for those of us who do enjoy physical touch, most, I know for me, you got to touch my mind first. Mm. And so before I let you get close to my person, um, this, the physical touch aspect or the desire to allow you to get into my personal space to physically touch me begins with how you mentally touch me first. And so absolutely that is primary definitely right but you have to you still have to earn that access to me absolutely absolutely i think we just like we said with um with um what is that uh receiving gifts yesterday yeah we automatically think that that's materialism and we miss that the the nuance the um affectionate nuance and that same thing here it's not sexual it's not that you need to have that that you know, sensual touch right. is that you need to be touched in a way that their presence is there. And a matter, as a matter of fact, beyond physical attraction, there needs to be what we call physical attunement. Exactly. Physical attunement, meaning that there needs to be presence, availability, tenderness, loving touches, and physical closeness. That's how someone actually this is how we get caught up. works into getting close to you. Listen, if you want, one of the best things to do to make someone's day who has a love language of physical touch mm-hmm. is to give them a good hug, a great, wonderful hug. And okay. he gives the best hugs, like <laughs> the best big hugs. Okay. Yes. So these grant access to you, and we understand that it's and it's not really easy because we're still human. We're still guarding ourselves, but there's a special part of you um, with physical touch that you have to guard. Now, we're about to get into it. Mm-hmm. How can it hurt you? How can it hurt you? Mm-hmm. Um. Now, I need adults in the room, okay? Right. And like, if you got kids in here, move. Like, okay. tell them to move. Because this is very important. And, you know, you have to be careful. If, this, if physical touch is your love language, you're going to have to be careful. The number one way that it can hurt you is sexual conditioning. What that means is we live in a sexual culture. We live in a place where people are fighting for attention. This is not, we're beyond the information age and we are in the attention age. All right. Mm-hmm. And so what happens is if, if a person who has physical touch, anybody really, but especially for the person who has physical touch as a love language, if you misunderstand and are convinced and conditioned that the only way to express this language is through sex, that is going to hurt you. That is going to change the entire spectrum of how you relate and respond to other people. Go ahead, babe. And, and what I'm about to say is very hard and it's very difficult, but it's something that is seen in counseling as people begin to journey to their past. Yes. When children are molested mm. by somebody in their family and it is... It is lied to them to be told and it's told to them that it is a form of love. Yeah. How many people have grown up 
not knowing what love languages were because people have been getting molested for centuries, right? But how many people grew up um, under that guise that that sort of touch, that inappropriate touch was love. So the only way they knew to seek love as an adult is through right that type of sexual physical touch and had nothing to do they never did anything to earn their the, that mental stimulation or anything it all started with that physical touch and that lie that it was what love was and so if you're finding yourself believing that this is the only way that you can receive love is through that physical touch definitely make sure you check that yeah, absolutely. Because physical touch uh, magnifies that lie. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And you want you want to get a hold of that before you start inviting someone into your space to right. give that to you. Absolutely. If that is a part of something that you carry around, we please hear us out. We you want to make sure that you get uh, clinical counseling for that. Yeah. That's going to take, it takes work and it's not a bad thing. It's just something that you're going to have to work through if you have not done it already. Right. Because we want you healthy. But that's the first thing. Sexual conditioning. That's how you can be hurt with physical touches, your love language. Number two. Oh, wait, wait. Danielle said, Danielle Silas said, a hug at my most vulnerable time helped me to fall in love with a man who didn't know what he really wanted. I ended up heartbroken. Girl, keep talking. Keep you talking. Go ahead now. <laughs> no, but that's serious though. See, but that's 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 it. That's it. That's it. Because now we're talking about being hurt. And when you put yourself in a when you are vulnerable, right, and physical touch is your love language. Right. And someone begins to speak to your vulnerability in your vulnerability. Ooh. You're going to find yourself caught up into someone and you're going to miss who they are. Right. You become emotionally open to that person because your love language is your access point. When and that's just a hug. And it's just a hug. But again, hugs just, if you get somebody who knows how to work that hug real good, you end up finding yourself emotionally open and emotionally vulnerable to someone um, that even if it's not malicious, like Danielle just said, if they don't know what they want, they pose a great, great, great risk of hurting you in the end um, after a hug. And so you have to protect yourself. Like, listen, shake my hand until you know me. Like, absolutely, you know? absolutely. So that's number one, sexual conditioning. Number two is vul being vulnerable yeah. during your most vulnerable time. Number three, going back to the sex piece, being abandoned outside of sex. Uh-huh. Okay, and here's what we mean by that. And, and Takara, maybe you can add on. I'm not necessarily sure. Um, when you understand intimacy uh, as a part of your love language and you're in a relationship, but that's the only time that you feel love. Mm. You can stay stuck in a bad relationship because the Pied Piper comes through on at that moment intimately and he can and, and really to be honest with you because you're hurt outside of that person mm -hmm. they keep you vulnerable right they keep you in a spot looking for them they keep you wanting to show or be shown more love does yeah. that make sense no it makes perfect sense and and here's what happens especially you know as a woman and i've had this happen many years ago many many years ago mm -hmm. where Ladies, we know, okay, at the onset of Netflix and chill, 
Mm -hmm. Um, You know, physical touch um, goes hand in hand with quality time. And at the very onset of a relationship, when y'all are getting into it, one of those things that ends up happening is y'all begin to chill real hard, real quick, once physical intimacy becomes wrapped up in that. You find yourself spending nights at home, nights in, nights hanging out, you cooking for him, him cooking for you, y'all chilling, y'all watching Netflix. And then carry on months, six months, 12 months into that, you realize you're never getting anything outside of the home, aka sex. You're never getting any kind of fulfillment outside of that physical touch that they're giving you because somehow you've been tricked into believing that that is what the relationship is. That's what that love is. That's what, and, and at the end of it, that's all it's ever going to be because you'd allow that physical access to essentially run the entire quote unquote pseudo relationship absolutely and so now it's like all then what happens is when they don't come around when they don't take you out when they don't make you feel special when they don't yeah when they don't make you feel loved then at the end of the day it's like you then go to manufacture that again and begin to have sex with them just to get that feeling of love and acceptance and and uh, that feeling back again and so that's why we talk about listen skip netflix and chill skip all those things that manufacture that intimacy until you know that that person is truly into you until you know that that person is really really investing emotionally into you because listen you would get caught up with a netflix and chill baby with somebody who had no desire to be anything to you other than sex absolutely that's good that's good so we have that part about (coughs) pardon me about being abandoned outside of sex and then the third place is being bound in a relationship cycle. Yeah. A relationship cycle, meaning that it's not one relationship, but it's several relationships where you find yourself seeking to express yourself as love and, um, and to, to express this love and for it and to be received. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. To feel safe. So here's where, now yesterday we talked about the perversion of receiving gifts. Right. Okay. Today we're going to talk about the perversion of of physical touch. And when we say perversion, what that means is perversion means twisted, turned, um, and and negated, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, what that means is that the good of this is negated because it's been turned into something bad. It's it's become wicked or like wicker, like twisted. Right, absolutely. If, if, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so again, adults, come to me. Come come here. Because we're gonna have to say this and there's no other way to say this. Physical touch becomes perverted when the person who has the love language of physical touch becomes convinced that they are a hoe. Okay. Now that that has to be, I have to, I have to clear some things up. That's the only way to say it. Right. Okay. But I want to clear some things up. First of all, again, I don't know how many times I got to say this again. Physical touch is not about sex at all, but when you've been conditioned Mm -hmm. that sex is the only way to be fulfilled, then you can begin chasing acceptance, chasing being received, chasing being uh, chasing the significance, and even chasing safety, mm-hmm. personal safety through sex. 
Yeah, you ever heard that term looking for love in all the wrong places? Absolutely. And that's exactly what that is. When you begin to look for love in places where you're really seeking to fulfill your love language. Absolutely. Now, can I say this real quick? Absolutely because I know you, you want to, I just want to say this because this is the thing. We got to talk about hoes. Technically, technically a hoe uses sex to gain. Right. Right. Gain money, gain this, even gain acceptance or whatever the case may be. But physical touch is not a method of gaining. It's a method of expressing. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yes. It's a method of expressing and being expressed too. And if you get tied up and someone shames your physical touch and you get perverted in that area, you can carry a stigma that does not belong to you. You Amen. see what I'm saying? All because nobody ever told you. All because nobody ever. Listen, listen, listen. Oh, I know you want to say something, but. No, no, no. Listen, listen. Going over to sex. We're not, we're, we're not talking about physical touch. We're just talking about sex. In the church, it's been so destroyed for over millennia. I'm talking about back to St. Augustine. Yeah. Who had an issue. And that's the reason why it had to be demonized. But what I'm saying is, is. It has been so demonized and darkened and destroyed because we're trying to keep our children safe that the world has gotten a hand on it and used it for their own. And we have and, and we're just now getting to the point where we're talking about the beauty of it and how to actually experience it and how to actually love it. Now, now we're talking about something that no one has ever talked about before. Dr. Gary Chapman, who is a man of God and who was who began this process right. as a senior pastor. Right. So here's the thing. You have people in the church, people who need that physical touch, mm -hmm. not necessarily sex, but is being misrepresented as, Listen. and now they feel totally distraught. They and feel hurt ashamed. And ashamed because of what they feel, and they don't know how to express it because there's no way to really deal with it. You see what I'm saying? Yes. And we've dirtied it and darkened it, and we put it in a place where, where the wolves can take advantage of it, where the enemy mm -hmm. who is seeking to devour would devour you through your love language. Yes. You see that? Right. Go ahead, babe. I'm just going to say, listen, everything is not a spirit of lust in the church. Everything is not the spirit of lust running rapid and to the rabbit to the point to where we have to get people under control. It is so easy to say that it's just lust when you don't understand that. Listen, this is how I like to be communicated with intimately. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is who I am. And so you need to be able to even trust your church leaders with the knowledge and understanding that, listen, Takara is not crazy. Takara is not a freak. Takara enjoys the physical touch. She enjoys the hug. And that's why, listen, on our premarital assessment, all of that we scored in the 100th percentile. Percentile. Because... We both had an understanding, number one, of who we were, right. what moved us, but then we had an understanding of what it was going to take to keep our marriage safe and right. sacred. And so you have to, as a single person, understand what physical touch means to you 
because it helps you, number one, understand or how to keep yourself safe as a single person, but then it helps you translate to how to keep your marriage safe as a married person. And if nobody's talking about this, we've got inboxes full of messages from married people who have no idea how to communicate with each other and all they needed to do was touch them. Wow. Wow. But that is true. Mm. The the he won't touch me anymore letter. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And the thing is, is that it's not just I don't I don't feel pretty anymore. It's I feel absolutely totally rejected. I don't feel significant anymore. And if you don't understand that this is well, we're, we're going to get to the point mm-hmm. of how you protect yourself. But if you're married and you don't understand that this is you. And you have no way to relay that miss that that non understanding, mm-hmm. or you don't have any way to relay that, then you will miss the opportunity to teach them. And I'm gonna tell you, a lot of people that we deal with, as far as married couples are concerned, are over 16, maybe 20, almost up to about 22 years. Let me tell you something: that 10 year means nothing because they're still learning about each other, and these are one of the things that we've had to help them receive. Right. All right. Now. Thank you, Lord. Now, 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 this now. is blessing me. <laughs> shit, I'm like, we delivered it. Like, but shoot, it's giving me some liberation. Well, there it is. So we got the perversions out the way. Now, if you get stuck in this perversion, if you get stuck wearing a stigma that doesn't belong to you, you'll find yourself in shame, like we talked about, mm-hmm. because you'll be ashamed of wanting something, but you only know how to identify it one way, and that's through sex. Or number two, you'll find yourself suppressing your sexual desires, your sexuality, as well as suppressing your love language. Right. And so you'll you'll find yourself in a in a in a in a cell. Your body becomes a jail cell. And mm. while you yearn and hunger for just a simple hug, you find yourself just kind of tucking yourself away because you misunderstand that through the perversion. And then uh huh. You well how many you got? Just this one. Okay, go ahead. Then I'm gonna say And then this. number three um, you could go the total opposite route if uh, you know if you wear the stigma uh, mistakenly, you can get, find yourself embracing the stigma and going full all in on well then you know this is what I am so I, and this is what I want so I'm going to just go ahead and just deal it out like cards and that's not really who you are but when you are left with no options because you're not being taught this this is one of the things that can happen right Does that makes sense right but listen if physical touch is your love language and you find yourself dating someone who says i'm just not an affectionate person Mm -hmm. believe them because what he just said is that you'll end up suppressing your language and your sexuality when you end up doing that let me tell you that always ends up uh in a bed of hell of a marriage i'm just gonna tell you right now when people come out and tell you that they are not physical people, that they are not romantic people, that they are not people that like to be touched all the time and things like that, believe them. And that is something that should be a deal breaker for you because you will starve in a marriage or even just a plain old relationship if you're with somebody who does not understand your basic needs of communication. Again, it's about that give and receive and that reciprocation thing of it. And so if that's the case, you really need to take a look at what it is that you're signing up for if you're staying in that situation. Absolutely. Robbie said something really, very good. But why can't people just communicate that's what they like? Mm-hmm. And most often than not, they don't know they how don't to know. communicate it and they don't that know that that's what they like. Right. Um, you understand what I'm saying? Um, 
if you don't know that this is your love language, you can't say, I like the things that encompass this language. You can only say what your experiences are. And if your experiences are limited and that's all you're asking for, you still find yourself unfulfilled. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Mm-hmm. And you can find yourself used, especially when it comes to sex. Because right. this this one goes hand to hand. And that's the reason why we mentioned this. Just like we mentioned materialism when it came to uh-huh. um, um, receiving gifts where, where it really wasn't. Right. <clears throat> but receiving gifts comes with an expense. Physical touch comes with intimacy. How do we protect our heart if this is our love language? Yes. Good question. Okay. How do we protect our heart? And Danielle, if you're still there, you can chime in as well how you protected your heart. I'm going to go through these. Okay? Right. Okay. So here we go. Uh, here we go. Number one, know that physical touch is your love language. Right. Off the rip. You got to know it. If mm-hmm. you don't know it, you can't tell nobody. If you don't know it, you can't, you can't express it properly. If you don't know it, you don't know how to defend yourself from it, right? Mm-hmm. Number two, never feel guilty for physical touch being your love language. Never feel guilty. Don't allow someone to shame you because you're touchy-feely. Right. Don't let somebody shame you. All too often, we spend so much time wanting, again, the attention age. So we've spent so much yeah. time suppressing things that we like because of someone else's attention or because of the lack thereof. Right. Or because we've been rejected. Especially if, if you're single and you've been rejected, that's your cue to reject them. They have now disqualified themselves from you. Yes. So, do so, not settle. And that right. if you're single and somebody's rejecting physical touch from you, and again, we're not talking about sex, we're just talking about the basic needs of human connection, physical touch, don't settle simply because you're afraid of being overall rejected. Absolutely. That, that is not a cue to be like, okay, well, I guess I don't need to be kissed that much. Like, no, if they're telling you or if they're in any way verbally, physically, emotionally rejecting that part of you, <clears throat> move on. Right. There's a difference in that song of Solomon, I want you, but I can't have you just yet type thing. And and somebody saying, I'm not into that. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? There's mm-hmm. a there's definitely a difference. Robbie asked the question, um, what if you're practicing celibacy and touch is your love language? That we're we're about to go there. We coming. Because the idea is that physical touch is not limited to sex, but we'll go there. Um <clears throat> here's this here's the third one. No, oh wow, we're right here. No, that touch is not limited to sex. <laughs> that's that's how you protect your heart if physical touch is your love language. No, right. that touch is not limited to sex. And this goes the this goes with number four. Set your boundaries on abstinence. Now let me speak to us as adults here. <clears throat> Here's the thing. We all get hungry. We all have to eat. Yes, Lord. But people who have the predisposition to eat too much really have to worry about what they eat. Mm -hmm. Do you understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. What I'm saying is we all like sex. Right. But people who have the predisposition for physical touch really have to worry about the destructiveness of what sex can bring to their lives. Right. Now, abstinence is a default place when you're single right but i understand all of you are adults we are all adults and some of y'all nasty so (laughs) the idea is (laughs) we just gonna speak abstinence but in truth if you play if you if you if physical touch is your love language 
and you abstain, it's going to protect something deeper inside of you. Here's why. It's going to teach you, number one, not to settle. Not to settle for the one night, two night, or nine month stand waiting for somebody to propose. Right. Number two, it's going to teach you to say no because it'll allow you to draw boundaries. Right. But number four, three, it teaches you to explore your language outside of sex. Yes, get creative. That's what it does. Get creative. <clears throat> Again, safety, security, love, presence, someone who is there. Again, if I'm just like this, sometimes I walk up to Takara and I just give her a big hug. Why? Because I know she needs it. She hasn't had an opportunity to touch me today. And I give her a huge hug and I hold her. Yeah. I hold her. Yeah. Because I understand her love language. That's my secondary. So I can speak that at least a little bit. Oh, but I understand. Very well. Hallelujah. <laughs> but I understand it. Uh-huh. I understand what she Fluently. needs. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes, Lord. So it's very... <laughs> It's, it's very it's very important <laughs> that we understand that there are things outside of sexual contact that creates intimacy if sex is all that we uh, if sex is all that we know then we have some we have some growing up to do you do you understand what i'm saying yeah kimberly said um give some ideas to please safely get those needs but i honestly don't know no i'm kidding like i wish we could interview our pastors because our pastor would tell you that he did not even French kiss his wife until he married her. Like they, yeah, they didn't French kiss. They didn't do no thing. Praise God for that man. Hallelujah. <laughs> he did no thing until they got married and they dated for a few years. Like it wasn't like no six months, you know, did like King and I dated for like two minutes. And so it was like, that's fine. But they dated for like a few years. Um, until they got married and they did not do anything and so Kenyon, do you have any recommendations or suggestions because i think though i feel like you can tell if someone is going to provide the physical touch that you need um watch I'm, cartoons well I, well hush <laughs> take so, a cold shower <laughs> hush but no because part of it though getting those needs met we cannot tell you how to get those needs met you know if you're dating someone if they're sexual Here's I mean, a, here's well, the thing. she said if you're celibate, baby, I think if they're celibate, like how well, if you're celibate and physical and physical touch, there, there's a difference in physical touch being your love language and your celibate because there are other things you can do. And then there's a difference with being celibate and just being horny. So you got it. We got to become very specific with that, because if you if physical touch is your love language, then there's a lot of things you can do. Um, you <laughs> have to draw you have to draw lines and you have to draw boundaries. But if you are looking for intimate affection, that's all horny. I'm looking for intimate affection. Right. Listen. Listen, 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 listen. We don't date to fall in love with somebody we don't like. There is a level of attraction. Right. Dare I say, I don't want to I don't want to say it as lust, but it 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 Okay. It's Bibli biblically biblically when we look at lust, when we look at the negative version of lust, we look at a hunger that you have for someone and you've already devoured them in your mind. Right. It becomes a form of, of, of like, you know, you just did undid me with your eyes. It becomes a form of mental. How, how, how do I say, it? I want to say it and I want to be uh, like, it becomes a form of you've taken them in your mind. You've done, you've taken them whether they wanted it or not right. in your mind, okay? Right. And so that only plays out in one of two ways. You finish up in your mind and then you go home and you deal with whatever you got to deal with or you go and grab them, 
Okay. Um, and the, the, pro- the problem, <laughs> hey, but the problem with the, the problem with it in the negative, with the lust in the negative sense. And what we're talking about is that they were utilizing it just to get into that kind of narrative of what Christ was talking about. They were utilizing, they were saying, I didn't do it, but they were feeling it. They had it in their heart. It was right. deep in here. That that's what they, that that's what they wanted. It, it was beyond burning. It was that, see, and that's the thing. We are allowed to get to a burning point. We are allowed to want each other. That's the problem. I think we've mixed up lust and want. Do you understand what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. we are allowed to want that. So when you get to a place where you intimately want someone, it's okay. That's why you want them. Mm-hmm. You see, do you understand what I'm saying? Absolutely. No, and, and that's what I was getting ready Don't to do. Don't nobody date to not want nobody. Right. Like, it is important that you lust your spouse before marriage and after them. Right. Like, because that... And we use that word in that strong want way. That strong want. But while you're dating, separate sexuality from physical touch there is a difference so you separate the two the other if you're practicing celibacy and physical touch is your love language you have to begin to set boundaries through forms of self-control that is a completely separate aspect and so while we understand that again sexual intimacy has been mistaken for the fulfillment of our love language for the communication of our love language sexual intimacy is not the reciprocal of your love language it is one form in which you can communicate that when it is we all like sex it's just not all of our love language it's not all of our love language right but in the meantime if you are celibate yes learn that self-control in the meantime, if you're dating someone, um, Danielle was talking about they were holding hands, they were hugging. Um, Thank you. You yes. know what I mean? But that sort of thing. And so that way, if both of y'all respect each other enough to say that we do not want either of our languages to be misappropriated between the two of us, then let's guess what? We're going to be safe. And you shouldn't be with somebody who's going to consistently try to talk you out of that. Yeah, Robbie. Robbie said, okay, I got to have self-control. Yeah, just have some self-control. Now, there are some other conversations we can have on healthy sexuality, and we could talk about that a little bit later. I think that would be yes. something to talk to. Kenyon is certified in healthy sexuality, but, so I feel like we, <laughs> this should be a great conversation. <laughs> should it? We'll have that later uh, after we get through these. How about that? Okay. Right. And you guys can always send us messages of what you really wanted to talk about. Because there are, there are things that we can do, but there are things things that are very dangerous to us yeah. uh, it's okay to want the person who you're with but don't let that want or that desire get in the way of of who you think they are and that's another and, and that's another thing too not letting those needs get met you know i mean we adults here but when right. you get when you allow certain needs to get met you become blind to who they are right here's the thing especially sex because we're talking about sex here's what happens and, I've, and, and if you've been around me, you know I said this, you know it's in the book. What happens is your executive functions, that's your frontal lobe. I mean, we are built for this. God built us to want to be like this, right? Right. And so your frontal lobe gets clouded, meaning your executive functions is what makes all the important decisions, right? Right. So it gets clouded after sex, after all the hormones and all the biochemistry starts, starts flooding your mind, um, especially for women. Um, you you start not being able to see the red flags. You start not being able to see them as who they are, and, right. who, and you start seeing them as who you want them to be. Ooh. This is a biological 
process, but God made us human on purpose. We have to begin to understand that and receive that. He made us human on purpose. So if he did so, knowing these type things will allow us to discern what we do and keep ourselves safe while we're dating. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. Um, I still didn't even finish up. Um, guard your energy. This is something I wanted to get to because I know we had a conversation. Takara and I had a conversation early in our um, relationship about this. If physical touch is your, I'm gonna okay. Well, you gotta hurry up back because I need you. I need you on this one. Okay. If physical touch is your love language, you have to guard your energy. Your energy is kinetic. A predator, someone who's looking forward, you don't have to touch them, but they know. They can sense it. They can sense what your love language is. You will get the most. Per Everybody gets hit on. Trust me. Even me. Even men, trust me, get hit on. But if your love language is 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 physical touch, you'll get hit on inappropriately more often yes. than not. Yes. You want to you want to talk about that a little bit because we had it. We I, I think it was early on in our relationship. You, you go ahead and talk about that. Um. Yeah. Earlier in our relationship, and I mean honestly, you know, prior to. Um, I would find that I always had inappropriate people in my inbox. Um, they'd see me leading worship. They'd see right. me at church. They'd folks see me at church around. now. Yeah, folks at church. You know, they'd see me running around in and stuff. And, <laughs> in church. And I'm just, you know, I'm Some bubbly. Some got their own church. I'm bubbly. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm, I'm out there. And I'm, I'm a very personable person. I am, you know, borderline introverted. But still, when I'm out and when I'm serving, you know, in ministry, I'm very personable. And I'm very, you know, relatable. Hugging and how you doing, checking on the family and all of that stuff. And at one point, I ended up telling Kenyon, like, okay, Pastor so-and-so hit me up in my inbox. Such-and-such such hit me up. This person sent me some pictures, like things like that. And it was just like, what is it about me? Now, that's what I want to get to. That's very important. When she came to me about this, she said, what's wrong with me? Have any of you ever been in that position yeah. where you've been accosted by people who are supposed to be respectful? A lot, especially if, you're, if, you're, if your love language is physical touch. Mm -hmm. And then the only conclusion you could come to is, what's wrong with me? Right. And before you finish that, though, yeah. because I think it's important to understand that because I spent many years, listen, I am the poster child for therapy and on a couch somewhere. Daddy issues, abusive relationships, you know, toxic past with family, things like that. And still um, ended up in relationships where not understanding that physical touch was my relationship. So what happened in my, you know, my, my 20s? I'm going and going from relationship to relationship thinking that I'm getting love from these people. And that's not love thinking that because they are sleeping with me, that they are showing love and affection to me. So when I'm in church and I'm trying to do right, but I still don't understand myself. I still don't understand that my love language is touch. And so people are drawn to that all of a sudden I'm getting all these inappropriate messages and I'm stuck with him again saying, okay, but what is wrong with me? Right, 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 right. No, you were saying what is wrong with right, me. Right, that's what I was saying. Right, right, right. What's wrong with me? Right, and she's not even giving some of these folks a high five. It's, I mean, it's, not, it's yeah. not a touch. It's a kinetic type energy. And what I said, I said, okay, Takara, what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to turn it down. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to pull back and you're going to have to watch your energy. Yeah. Um, 
I know that I know by talking to you and dealing with you that you're not that type of woman to solicit for that type of response. Right. But it is unordinary and unusual that is coming to you. That's because of an energy that they've keyed in on. Predators who are looking for a specific thing will key in on something and they will hang on to it and you won't know and you will think that it's your fault. And it's not your fault. Your love language is your Jeez. love language. But right here, when it comes to physical touch, you want to turn down your energy. Mm-hmm. You want to be careful about that. And that's what the what, what the with a caution of sounding kind of new agey and it's not new agey. There is an energy. There is a way where you give off that connective feeling that, that there is an electric, that there, there's an electricity yeah, with touching you. They don't even know why. Right. You know, absolutely. I think about, um, uh, Tamar and, uh, what you call it? Um, Davidson, Davidson. Oh, I don't know. I don't watch that. Babe, the Bible, Tamar. Oh, Tamar. <laughs> oh, like now you turning into me. You know, oh. this stuff. Um, um, I want to say Absalom. Absalom. Yeah. So, you know, in that, in that situation, he just had to have her. There was a burning. He had no idea why. I don't know if her love language was touch, but you know, by the end of it, you know what I mean? It was one of those situations. Like, I don't even think he realized why he just felt that magnetic pull to her. Like, I'm so in love with her. I got to have I her. I got to have her. And people meet you and they see you. And I used to be like, well, maybe because I'm just so anointed. Like, right? Like, maybe I'm just anointed. And it was like, no, there were there was just, again, because my personality was touch. And I will be very honest and that I was being starved of that previously. I think right. people also picked up on that as well. And so because that was my language, um, people predators especially who could sense that I was and I don't know how it is I'm like lord okay what is it but that could sense that somehow that that's something that you were lacking they all flocked to that Absolutely. and so that's where yes I mean yeah, blood in the water yeah there's blood in the water that's where prayer came into you know attack that I mean came into play that's where now my eyes are open and I'm guarding my surroundings in a way that I'm like praise the lord how you doing shake my hand right. walk away I'm not running and, and hugging everybody anymore I'm not you know making you know I'm making sure that I, I'm standing next to or you know a little bit behind my husband like just so people know that this this goes first then you get to me oh absolutely listen listen let me tell you something <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you something once I became the covering I was the covering you're gonna shake my hand before you even talk to her right period point blank that's just how it is that's just what men do you talk to me then you talk to her and i'll holler at y'all later you got to make sure you got you get through me but that's after there was an appropriate covering for there was a cover there was also the knowledge um learning Mm -hmm. learning about myself learning about what came you know with my love language meaning that listen because i had to guard i didn't just have to guard it from folks out on the streets i had to guard it from everybody and i had to guard myself with it to make sure that there was never a time that i'm putting myself in a position to be you know inappropriately taken because I wasn't guarding who I was. Everybody cannot get a church hug. Everybody, you know what I mean, doesn't deserve that access to you. And And you have to guard that. And I'm going to say this because Kimberly says she finally got, she got you. And she had, because she asked, how do you turn down your energy? And I'm going to say for Kimberly, because we've had an opportunity to um, have some back and forth conversation in a messenger. um, I sense that there's an extroversion with her. And because there's an extroversion in her, 
uh, in you, Kimberly. There yeah. is it's a little bit now. We're not going to get into all that right oh, now. I was going to ask a question, but you can ask. You can ask. You okay. can go ahead. This is your show too, but <laughs> uh, but but the idea is is that you have to be careful and understand. Now we're dealing with personality types, mm -hmm. and when we're dealing with personality types, you got to understand that you project and you receive energy from other people. So even if physical touch isn't your love language, you're still connecting on that level as well, personality-wise. So we have to begin to draw borders and draw boundaries there. Well, that's okay. So, and, and this is the only question I will ask you on this because I know we can do a ton on this later. We will. But for people who have uh, magnetic personalities that have been described as that magnetic and energetic personality, mm -hmm. sometimes they are also extroverts. Yes. And so somebody just asked, even if physical touch is not your love language, can you still have that magnetic draw? And I think that plays right into the fact that you're an extrovert and that it's not even that, you know, you uh, guarding your energy has more to do with the fact that you receive energy from being around people right. than it is just that love that you receive. So it like that goes hand in, even if it's not. So I was going to ask you. Go ahead. No, no, no. Yeah. And so if that's the case. How then do those people guard? Is it the same type of guarding? Because as an extrovert, yeah, it's going to be it, you know it's going to be a, it's going to be a different draw of people. However, it's going to have sometimes that same effect, right? Well, first you got to know that you're an extrovert. You got to know that this is something that that you deal with. And just real quick, just crash course here. Yes, um, introverts are introverts and extro extroverts. They get they get. Bad, both of them get bad raps because we misunderstand and we think introverts are shy or right. non-social, whatever the case may be. All that is is a matter of where you get your energy from. Right. So an introvert is a person who gets more energy uh, and who needs more time to recharge by themselves. We need time by ourselves. Extroverts are people who get their energy by bumping and running and, and networking and doing all those different type things from other people. Mm -hmm. We actually live in a, a extrovert-driven country in the U.S., um, and that's how because that's how things get done. Exactly. Now, Social media. With that being the case, if you are an extrovert and you're still getting these type of interactions, as a matter of fact, I'm going to go one step further. If you're an extrovert and you're getting these type of interactions, um, you want to be careful from which you draw your energy from because you got to understand you're looking for energy. And so your receptor Mm -hmm. you're, you're receptive to other people's energy. Right. You got to know when to cut that off. You can't eat off of everybody. Yes. That's when that's how you deal with that. And one step further, there are introverts who may get accosted simply because they look um, because they look or Sorry. seem uh, 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 harmless. Yes. Uh, they, they you know, the, we're, we're going to the predator will go the path of least resistance. So if you seem the quietest off to the corner trying to collect yourself now, nine times out of 10, the introvert will just be the one that they call mean because <laughs> there's no response there. Right. But understand you will get that, too. And so you just continue to be mean. But that extrovert, you want to be careful about that. Uh, I have no problem energy. being mean. I'm too old. <laughs> and we'll we'll actually go through all we of those will. things. We will. Um, that's one of our specialties as well, dealing with those different personality types. So, um, and and drawing them out. Um, I, I saw another question. Um, Courtney, there was a question. Courtney, how do you find what's your love language? Yes. Oh, and so yeah, and then thank you so much, um, Judy. Put the um, 
Judy put the link there, but if you go to the soultiesdetox.com forward slash love language, we've uh, created a link yes. that sends you to Dr. Gary Chapman, um, who has this wonderful, magnificent um, quiz for you to take and be able to find. Absolutely. And what we'll do is we'll be back uh, next week, Wednesday, Thursday, and probably Friday to finish this up. Yes. One, one more thing. Pray our strength. One, one more thing before we, before we let you guys go. If your love language is physical, physical touch you got to understand each love language comes with its own nuance right and so physical touch comes with the gift of intimacy there is a level of sharing and a level and a depth of intimacy that you share once we get to that level yes um i'm not telling you when to get to it y'all adults <laughs> yeah, y'all you know right. I'm, I'm not gonna i can't hide around it you know yeah. I, I love the lord but you i know y'all right. so <laughs> we're not gonna i'm not we gonna let you lie to me but the idea is this, if you have physical touch as your love language, be careful about sharing that gift with someone who is insecure. Ooh. Insecure people already feels low about themselves. Physical touch comes with the caveat that you have to give of yourself. Right. If you give of yourself so passionately, so passionately through your gift to someone who is insecure and don't think much about themselves, they'll think even more less of you. Right. And that leads to abusive situations and abusive behavior. And you don't want that. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. So I just wanted to throw that in there because that's a star on my notes here. And I want to make sure that you get that. You have to discern who you're connecting with and and just on, on that note too though discern who you're connecting with understand that yes your love language is how you receive love yes your love language is um something that you desire from someone or for them to give you however people still should feel like that access to you right is earned yes they should still feel like that is a gift that you are giving to them that ability to come into my space and lay your hands on me like th people still need to feel that way and so and that's why it's important to know yourself and know what moves you um, because at the end of it all you need to understand that if someone's going to be willing to do that for you you have to question are they deserving of that absolutely it is a gift but we don't want you becoming desperate for it and begging someone for it. Right. You can't just receive it from like anything else. You can't just receive it from anybody and everybody. Uh, Kim asked Kimberly long asked a uh, great question. Do guarding your energy slash protecting your boundaries, being a physical touch extrovert, just be careful about body language. You want to be careful about body language and you want to be careful about who you connect with and who you um, express to. Um, I would say, uh, dial down to some handshakes, mm -hmm. okay? Especially when it comes to the opposite sex. Dial, dial it down to handshakes. Make sure you don't spend a lot of time with people that you, people who you're not to, don't typically know. And I'm not trying to tell you not to network, but you don't want to spend a lot of time laughing at jokes and making eye contact and slapping people on the back and saying, oh, honey, you know, mm -hmm. stuff like that. You want to make sure, listen, personal space is personal space. And for you, Kimberly, a male will receive you getting into their personal space as an invitation to get into yours. So begin to create best, not just body language, but is creating boundaries with distance between you and other people at the same time. Mm -hmm. If you need that interaction, 
do yourself do yourself a favor and interact with other uh, young ladies like just like you like in the church or whatever or get busy in community services that also yeah. allows you interactions as well yeah um yeah because if it's just you have to have it from the opposite sex that becomes an issue of being horny versus needing that touch and needing that connection um or or misinterpreted as being horny i think you know well sometimes. yeah i'm sorry it depends like, on who that opposite sex is yeah um but you know a lot of women feel very comfortable or sometimes more comfortable with men than they do with other women right because of catty behavior or whatever the case may be you're gonna have to grow out of that that's that's high school stuff right you got to grow out of that too i'm not saying that it's kim i'm just saying right, right. That, no absolutely you know, yeah no not you kimberly i'm just yeah i was just saying but i was also going to say yes ma'am say it girl <laughs> um i i don't know what the best way to put it Danielle, yeah, you gotta stop um, smiling so much. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. There's a there's a difference. Um, you can you can smile and make eye contact. Leave it as a handshake. Make sure, okay, with your energy, okay, um, and you're a model too, so you have to be careful, right? Mm -hmm. Make sure that there are maybe maybe one pace, one or two paces in between you and the other person, okay. Mm -hmm. Make sure you you consciously keep. A, a a a gate around you if you will okay um make sure you consciously make sure that if you do have eye contact that there's a point to that contact um like you know when you're talking to someone you want to have eye contact with them you want to you want to speak directly to them because that's how you can see and feel them but you don't want to have you know you don't want to make a mistake and have eye contact across a crowded room grab somebody's attention and now they thinking they they think it's something totally different when you're right. just being right. cordial to everybody around you you understand what i'm saying mm -hmm. i mean go back to you know old school what your mom and daddy used to tell you there is nothing more sexy than a woman who appeared to be off limits you know mm. as a woman you know i can't speak to men but i know as women especially if we enjoy physical touch if we have been involved in relationships where we um allowed uh, sexual intimacy to be mistaken for our love language, then we definitely have to be more careful with that, right? But there is nothing, I mean, and you've seen it in the movies, that woman who, even if she was attracted to a gentleman, she was so protective and so guarded of herself, but still very sexy. Like, it was very, it's very sexy when you can have control over your emotions, over your body, over your words. No matter what you're thinking, you can smile, you can walk away, and I mean, what? Leave them coming back for more. It's a like, challenge. It is a challenge, and I'm not telling you to turn it into a game, but learn the art of self-control, because that then becomes the art of seduction later on down the line, because you are, you know, you're an elusive character. Absolutely. So you become, I mean, you really do become that challenge. And uh, like your daddy used to tell you, men love to chase something. You know what I'm saying? Your job is to not get caught. Um, and so, that's <laughs> what <laughs> my daddy used to always say. And so that way, it's like just learning that. Learning that can be something that you train yourself to do. And it becomes, it starts off as a game, but it then becomes a defense mechanism for you to be that that woman who is sophisticated. She's sexy, but listen, everybody can't get next to her. Right, ladies, we are still in the, we are in the twenty first century, but it's okay to still drop the handkerchief. And what that means, it's okay to let someone know that you are interested, but allowing them to make that first move or 
allowing them because dropping a handkerchief is really you making that first move but allowing them to pick it up and dust it off and hand it back to you right do you understand what i'm saying mm -hmm. allowing them to show you who they are you can open the door just be careful that when that door is open um you keep your uh your love language guarded so that they don't walk through that and then your hat you know, you know what that means? Yeah. Uh, Mon said, the challenge uh, in dating nowadays is that some people want you to extend yourself as a wife or a husband without being willing to commit for life. This vexes my soul that there is an expectation of wifey duties and sensual favors. Listen here, girl. You keep Just on preaching no. that good word and we'll keep reading it. Listen, let me tell you something. <laughs> and I've been saying this every time we yeah, on here. Yeah. In dating... You should not be marrying somebody who ain't married you back. Mm -hmm. You should not be auditioning your wifeliness or your husbandness. You see what I'm saying? Listen, we make up words, but we know they're full of the spirit. You should not be trying to, because what happens is, is that there are people out there who are willing to take whatever you give them, and they have taken from others before. Absolutely. And then there are people out there who are willing to give it because they're desperate to have somebody to give it to. Mm -hmm. So you got to be careful. There's no, you don't need to act, give all of yourself away to see. If someone is worth giving yourself away to, right. that doesn't make any sense and you shouldn't be doing it. We have to get back to the point where dating is an assessment. Dating is a way to qualify the qualified and to disqualify the unqualified. We have to get back to that position right. and that point. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense. Yes, 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 Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. <laughs> yeah, Lillian. Hey, Pastor Lillian, how are you? Hey, Pastor Lillian. There we go. <laughs> well, all right. Michelle says shirts. I love them. I know, Michelle. We got it. I know. Yeah. We'll yeah. get them up on the site, too. Um, Takara's dope with it. She, she's just dope with it. I'm tired with okay. it. Okay. So, listen. I think we hit physical touch. We hit physical touch. Next week, come back. We're going to be covering acts of service, words of affirmation, and quality time. Quality time. All right. So thank you so much. Do us a favor after this. If you haven't gotten your love language, click on the link. Go get it and come back. And uh, go ahead and share this because there's a lot of people who probably need it. That's why we hit this one second. Yeah. There's a lot of people probably need this. Absolutely. Thank you for listening to the Soul Ties podcast, recorded live on Facebook and distributed to iTunes and SoundCloud. Help us spread the word by rating us, leaving a review, and sharing. And be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. If this episode has helped you and you're ready to begin your personal journey to freedom, visit us at thesoultiesdetox.com. If you have questions that you'd like us to answer live, please visit us on Facebook or Instagram and Twitter at Ask the Martins. Thank you for tuning in to this week's Soul Ties podcast. We hope you enjoyed the program.